Thank you for joining SBC Leaders Podcast. I'm Kelly Keane, Global Relationship Director at SBC. SBC Leaders is a membership of preeminent operators and operator associations that was formed to provide uh, a forum in order to share ideas, promote innovation in the sector, collaborate on major issues and work to enhance the industry's reputation. Our next guest is Jasper Svensson, who's the CEO of Betson Operations, a member company of SBC Leaders. Jesper began his tenure at Betson in 2013 as managing director of Betson.com. He quickly rose through the ranks, uh, becoming CCO in 2015 and CEO in 2017. Whilst he's busy leading a global operation, he still finds time to talk about the business of Betson at conferences, events and in forums such as this, uh, as most of our listeners will know. However, we rarely get a chance to learn about the person behind the success of this global company. His view of the industry is wide, with Batson operating in 17 global markets with 20 brands. His knowledge of both casino and sportsbook is deep, having worked in the industry for over 15 years, and he is genuinely one of the nicest people out there. It is therefore my pleasure to welcome Jesper Svensson to the show. Hi, Jesper. Thank you very much, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Great. Um, I want to talk about some good news to start off this conversation. Um, Betson recently published their Q4 in 2020 results and uh, saw a 30% revenue increase in Q4 over the previous year and an overall 20% increase uh, in revenue year over year. That's a pretty incredible accomplishment given the year we've just been through. Pontus Lindwall attributed that success to the underlying strengths of Betson as an organization. And I was hoping that maybe you can talk a little bit about those key strengths and what brought you through 2020. I, I mean, 2020 challenging year in many, in many ways, but if you look from only a business point of view, we, um, we are in the forefront of digitalization, right? So, so we got the push, push forward and, uh, in, in Betson, we have focused so much the last year on, you know, making sure we have the right people in place, uh, worked a lot on the leadership side and culture side and so forth. And, and when we went into remote work, it still continued to tick, uh, tick really good machinery. So, so I will contribute our last year, number one, two and three to the people we have in the company. That's, uh, that's a given. And then out of that, we have improved our product significantly over the last two, three years, I would say. And, um, and that uh, is also taking, taking effect. And in 2020 as well, we expanded, we went into new markets. So we were not holding back. Uh, and I would say it's a, it's a combination of those, those three, but uh, number one is um, the talented people we have. Oh, that's great. Did you find it hard to maintain culture when everybody was sort of working from home? Is it better to be back in the office now? Yeah, well, we, we are still working from home. Uh, I, I'm in the office today uh, because I like to go into the office. It's voluntary. Uh, it depends a little bit on, on where you are in the world, of course. So it is, it is a challenge to remain culture remotely. It, it is. But uh, we have done a lot of activities in order to, to keep it going. And um, in most uh, countries, we have 
kept uh, the offices open as well for the ones who wanted to come in when when it was possible to come in so so i i would say i would say we have done it relatively well from that point of view but uh, i i also look forward to getting back more into the office and and be able to to really get the grip on on those elements again yeah i agree um, you talked about growth into new markets, and I want to get to that. But I just want to ask you one quick question um, before that, which is kind of the opposite question. So in October, um, Betson reduced its presence in the UK, right, just down to one brand. Um, and I'm interested in understanding sort of the strategy behind that. Is it is it is it more about pre preempting sort of the UK interference or is it is it just about looking at other markets? Yeah. <laughs> To some degree, it's a little bit of uh, of both, but we were never really a big play in the UK market, but we had many brands over several platforms and, and operational cost for that. It was not it was not efficient enough and it was not big enough in order to to keep that running. So so we had to make make a more focused effort into this at the same time as we saw great opportunities in other in other countries. So, uh, so I would say both both those sides um, had an impact on that decision. Now it's much more streamlined and uh, it's easier to manage and it's more cost efficient. So, so, so we're moving forward with that. Uh, at the same time, as we're also eyeing up a lot of other countries. Yeah. So on that note, shifting uh, it helps you to shift your focus. I guess one of the uh, regions you're in is Latam. Yeah. And I want to talk a bit about that. Um, the region as a whole is seeing some serious growth, and I'm guessing Betson too is seeing uh, growth within Latin America. So, couple couple big deals recently. So, one is we've you changed the Suaposta brand to Betson brand in Brazil, acquiring a seventy percent stake in Colombia's Colbet recently, and most recently the naming rights to the Peru's top football league to Liga One Betson, which is quite a cool deal. Um, what's driving that push and are we going to see more of this in the future? Are we going to see more deals like this in the future? Yeah, for sure. We are, we are focusing a lot on Latin America and um, we see great opportunities there. It's, um, it's a very solid growth in this region and it's expected to be for, for many years to come. And, and we recently also as well got the license in uh, Argentina. Uh, so, so we're moving forward there as well. Uh, big markets, I mean, big, big continent. Brazil is a massive country and has great potential. But even countries like Peru, Colombia and so forth, you're seeing really, really strong growth in those, those countries. And we have been in the region for quite some time. So in, in some countries, we have a head start. So we're really trying to, to now speed those things up and, and keep a strong position over there. That's great. And uh, coming from a company heavily rooted in sports book, there's loads of uh, sports fans, I think, in Latin America, which doesn't hurt at all. They love sports. Yeah. Foot football is, I mean, you can say all over the world, but in Latin America, it's such a passion, right? And, uh, and, and we see great interest. Football is number one, one, two and three over there, probably four or five as well. Uh, so, uh, so that is very good, and that's also why we did the the deal we did in in Peru with the football league there, though, because that that gives us uh, really good exposure. That's great. 
I know you have personal ties as well as you also speak Spanish. So are, personally, is that an exciting move for you as well? <laughs> it is, it is. My wife is Colombian, so uh, so I have a strong connection uh, to, to Colombia at least. Uh, I wouldn't say that's the reason why we <laughs> as a com company is going so strongly to Latin America. Uh, that's, that's not, but um, I understand the culture well. I've been a lot uh, in, in, in many of the countries over, over there I, I visited regular, regularly and you can really see that it's uh, a continent where, where it happens and it develops fastly. Now COVID has affected this part of the world severely like the rest of the world, but I believe maybe even even worse, I would say, in, in, um, in a continent like, like Latam. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I think for, for the next three to five years, you, you will see a very good, very good um, uh, improvements over there. And digitalization is everywhere. Oh, that's great. But talking about people, so, and, and sort of people in a digital space, SBC is, is pretty new to the world of podcasts and we're learning as we go. Um, but we are not new to media and uh, reaching sort of our audience um, in a digital way. So I'm, I'm curious about the Batson Group live podcast. I think you were the first guest on that, uh, where it highlights jobs, various roles within Batson, different people of all levels, actually, from entry level all the way up. I think you were your, the first guest on Batson Live. And one Batson holds that all together. It's about the diversity. It's about... Uh, keeping an open mind, being supportive, being a mm. team player and so forth. And, um, and that is the glue within the organization, I would say. Why is that important? Why is sort of getting out there and putting, putting a digital sort of message out there about what's happening at Betson and how's the industry responding to it? I think uh, we, we use it as, uh, as a great channel for us to, to attract interest for us as a company. And, um, and on LinkedIn overall, we... We have more than, I believe, 50, almost 60,000 followers now. So, so we have gained, uh, the, the content we have been doing have gained a lot of interest and we get a lot of applications through this. And we have currently have more than 100 open positions. So it's an important channel for us to, to, to attract um, uh, people, basically. So it's a way for us to showcase further what we are doing. And um, I'm just glad that uh, people, people want to listen to it and that they apply to us. And uh, we have now the last months, we have gone up to getting around five, 6,000 applications per month. So it's, wow. uh, it's working well. <laughs> is, it, is it inside the industry or outside combination of both? Or are you sort of reaching people from outside the industry? It, it's mostly within the industry, but uh, but outside outside uh, as as well in that sense. So so it's a, it's it's a mix. But uh, of course, a lot of the efforts we do they are focused towards the industry or towards e-commerce or technology and uh, and and so forth. But uh, it's been it's been a good tool for us, and uh, and it really helps our recruitment. Okay, on a more personal level, um, I know you mentioned your wife. I know you're married and you have a, a young child. See, three, four? Uh, five. Five, <laughs> yes. same as mine then, same as mine. I have questions about how you find time to be with family 
with everything else going on, right? With all this growth we're talking about and uh, everything that Betson's doing. Last year, I found time. I mean, in 2020 was... You had no choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was no no other way of doing it in, in, you know, lockdown situations and so forth and working remotely. So from that point of view, it was really good to spend more time with family. But uh, I I think it comes down to... In the end, you have to prioritize. There's so many things, and my priority is to be with my boy. That's uh, that, that's that's for sure. So I try to make time for it. That said, I work a lot. Uh, I'm always uh, available, but with less traveling now, the last year, it's definitely been a more more balanced way of life, which is a real, real positive. And I also think for the years to come, it also makes you understand that you can do a lot of things remotely as well and uh, and that in itself should allow for a little bit more time with family or friends or whatever great what do you want your son to learn about leadership from you as you spend more time and as he grows he, he has to learn to what do you say walk walk the walk if if you want people to follow you you have to you, you have to put the standard yourself uh, and I think that's super important because you you put a certain standard, you put in how things should be, and if you don't live up to that, then then no one will follow that. So so I think that's a very important message for him that he can do do by showing, yeah, lead by example. Yes, that's excellent. You talked a little bit about sort of balance and and not traveling so much. Are you balanced yet, or could we do with a bit more traveling at the moment? Or what's the what's the ideal situation? You know, right now I could definitely do with a little bit more traveling. Uh, be, being here in in Malta, it's not uh, the biggest of countries uh, as well, though. Although I have to say it's been good here in in relative terms. Uh, society have remained open, and uh, the sun is shining, which is nice, and um, and it uh, life quality is generally good, so so that's fine. But of course, you miss you miss traveling, you miss family, you miss friends, and and all of that. And also from a business point of view, I'm really keen to get get going, in particular to Latin America, US, and 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 so forth a bit more than what has been possible lately. Great, yeah, I agree. I think we could do with a bit more travel, maybe not as much, but these four walls are getting. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting old yeah. a bit, yeah. I agree. When you look at sort of your leadership style or or what kind of leader you want to be, what do you think is is your most powerful trait at the moment? I'm a believer, you know. I'm I'm positive, and I I think that transmits well to to people people around me. So in in many ways, I I. Um, I uh, I'm very opportunity focused, and people around me say at least that uh, that that is uh, what uh, gets them going a lot: the positivity, believing that we can do it, and uh, and so forth. Even in tough tough situation, I never give up. So uh, it's something around those traits uh, that is my my strongest assets, I believe. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, even in the tough situations? Is there is there a few that you find defined your career or sort of put you on that, or was positivity just you were born with? I I think yeah, I've been always strong in my beliefs on you know getting to the next step, the next level, and 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 so forth. I always had um, 
quite good confidence in that. Uh, that grows throughout life, I would say, though, of course, and uh, throughout the success uh, as well. When when you know that you can do something, you you you, you do it another time and again and again and so forth. But I also have to say, I mean, regardless if you're positive, you, you need to be able to make the tough calls. And uh, that's that's your job as a leader. And um, and, and that can be very tough. And, and that's not uh, always positive calls for for the people involved. But uh, if you don't do that, you, you will not be able to progress to the next level, either as, uh, as a leader or as an organization. So, so uh, just because you're positive, it doesn't mean that, uh, that you can't be able to really uh, take difficult decisions. I'm interested in knowing sort of a bit more details around that. And if there was a moment or two that defined, defined your career, right, where it set you on a path. I think you and I go back, what, 10 years, if, if I want to make us feel old, although you're very young. But that you had a career in iGaming before we met and after as well. So sort of, you know, were there any sort of forks in the road where you think brought you to Betson? Before Betson, just, I mean, career defining was, the first one was to enter the industry, right? And I, and I wanted to work with the sports, sports marketing. That uh, that was what led me into in in into this, and and that uh, that's what started started all of this. And I I think in my early days, I in in the positions I had, I managed to be promoted within those companies, and uh, and that was for various reasons. I, I I was quite creative. You may remember that as well in so forth coming up with campaigns and and stuff like that that was a bit borderline sometimes but still <laughs> still something that was standing out and career defining for that is i i believe when you get promoted you, you show that you are progressing and then uh, that was the same when i came to to Betson as well i started in one position I turned that business around and after that it led to something else and when that was improved it led to something else and so forth. So I think there are many, many moments that are career defining. The most career defining of course is then, you know, when I got the opportunity to become CEO three and a half years ago. That was the biggest point in my career so far. Yeah, and, and before before we started recording, I said this to you. I think you're one of the youngest CEOs out there for a company of your size and global scope. And you rose quite quickly from 2015 or 2013, I guess, all the way to 2017. Most people work their whole lives sort of up the ladder, right? And you're quite young and, and <laughs> I wouldn't say at the end of your career by any means, right? So, so have you thought about that? How does it feel? Do you feel young when you're with your peers or? No, uh, I don't feel, I don't feel young. <laughs> I have many, many in my team that are older than me. I have some that are younger than me, but I think it's, it's uh, age it doesn't, really matter and and to be fair i'm not i'm not that young either so uh, i think um ambition matters i'm i'm very very ambitious and i want to succeed that um, is not uh, an age thing per per se uh, by any by any means but i i always wanted to progress and uh, in in the gaming in the gaming space space i've been fortunate to 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 do that so um 
I don't think think about myself as as a young leader, but thank you for 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 <laughs> saying so. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> we'll find out for sure. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So you've been CEO now for three and a half or four years since 2017. What surprised you the most about being CEO? You know, you you get an incredible helicopter view of the business. You you get so much information from all 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 areas, and uh, and you need that because you know you you need to make the decisions based based on that. And I also it didn't surprise me, but. Uh, it's it's also of course you you get to understand that what you you do and 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 what you decide has a very strong impact on the organization and um, and that's a privilege that's that's fantastic it means that every day you feel you can make a difference every day you feel you can drive things forward on on a large large scale and that's um, i wouldn't say it's a surprise it's more it's more you know the inspiration in 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 many ways i think the first the, the, the first surprise i i perhaps had in in this my first ceo position was uh, when i was going to take a few days vacation and, and i was i i was filling in uh, you know this online form and I was like, oh, who's going to approve, approve this? <laughs> oh, that's so, me. So the system approved it itself. That uh, that was uh, perhaps the first surprise. But <laughs> other, other than that, uh, other than that, it's more it's more that you get to learn that you can have a great impact of things, and and uh, and that's a privilege. Yes, well, to that point, and as an outsider watching Betson from the sidelines, you do have an incredible team and a sustainable brand. And I think that's a testament to the work that you've done over the last seven, eight years. So I will say that I think from us looking outside in, you know, your impact is quite visible. Thanks, Kelly. But it's also, I think, the most important thing as a leader is that you have to recruit a really good team. You, you, if you if you fail with that, you will fail yourself. And I'm very pleased with uh, the team I have today. It was a lot of changes in the beginning, had to do changes. But now we are a very strong team. We have worked together for a few years now, and it shows uh, shows strongly in the way we are working. I agree. All right, so we're getting close to the end here, Jasper. But I do want to ask you one final question about. What's up next for Betson and what we can expect to see from you and the team? It's a lot of focus now to, to geographical expansion. We already touched on that uh, with Latin America and so forth. We also recently went live in, in Africa. And uh, in 2021, it's a big year for us because it's also the year of the US. Uh, we're entering Colorado, the second part of this year. And as part of that, we are now focusing on B2B as well to, to a greater extent than before. So we are in the midst of building up a, a big B2B organization. We're going to sell uh, our sports book, uh, not just in the US, but, uh, but globally. We are very pleased with uh, the performance of our sports book. And, uh, and that is a big, uh, a big uh, thing for us for not just this year, but for, for many years to come. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for you, but as well for the industry. And everyone at SVC is cheering you guys on. I'm sure you'll do great. Thanks.
that is all the time that we have for today, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to offer a heartfelt thank you, uh, Jesper, for coming on to the program. Jesper Svensson, CEO of Betson Operations. It's been a pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Kelly. The same to you. This is SBC Leaders Podcast, uh, where we get to know the leaders behind the industry's biggest brands. You can watch this episode on gamblingtv.com, catch us on YouTube, or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast site. Thanks for joining.